यो 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 हाय हेलो नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द अनइंटेंडेड रिसीवर बाय 91 अल्टीमेट आई एम मेहर एंड टुडे यू हैव योर फेवरेट पीपल जयदीप पटेल रिचा पटेल एंड मी एवरीवन से हाय हेलो हेलो या रैपी ऑल द फेवरेट्स आर ऑन द एपिसोड सेल्फ प्रोटेक्टेड या <laughs> it has been a yeah. while since it was just the three of us. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah. So today we're actually going to be talking to you about the Olympics. Right before we get into that, what's been going on? We are now out of lockdown two, and some teams have started practicing, which is really nice. There's all some places have been able to open up and allow a few ultimate practices. which is so exciting i went to my first practice no uh, not my first but like after a long time i went for a practice last weekend and my muscles ached for 3 days afterwards and <laughs> fabulous in its own way there are vaccinations going on across the country it's slow uh, but it's happening even now though less than 10% of the population is fully vaccinated and yeah uh that number is going to go up in the next two months but that's where we are right now kerala is hitting really high numbers in terms of covid cases we're at about 40 hitting 40 k cases a day right now and um um that's all in covid news and uh, what else is happening in the ultimate world jaydeep What is happening? It's actually quite a lot happening internationally, or it seems like it. I mean, to, to me, ADL's been happening. Started on June fourth, I think, and so there's games every week, and we've been talking a lot to Munis about how that's going. I actually spoke to him a lot about how San Jose Spiders is probably not going to make the playoffs. Uh, with I think they're two. out of 6 or something two wins out of six games so yep adl's been happening lots of highlight reels highlights and stuff um so that's been great to see i think it's been keeping us engaged at least you know watching some high level ultimate even though it's not a version of ultimate that we play the usa ultimate has been having their competitions pro flight championships i think happened where there were all the divisions women's men's uh, women's opens and mixed and I have been hearing European countries playing like some competitions. I listened to the Eurozone podcast and basically got updates from Ravi and Liam around that because European Federation is trying to figure out what competitions they can have. It's all local, it's all within their own country. So, um I think that's how Ultimate is going to look for the world until the end of 2021 generally. But they're playing they're playing competitive ultimate that's great i'm not jealous at all obviously australia has also been announcing a bunch of things like they announced they got a new ceo um they also announced that they uh, are going they like they've picked their world games team or they're going to pick or they've picked the coaching team and they're going to pick out the teams um and uh, someone i met in japan when we had gone for the ao Asia Oceanic Beach Ultimate Championship Senko she's the spirit director of Japan she posted a bunch of photos from the local leagues in Japan so Japan is also definitely uh, uh like 
starting a little bit of play, at least from what I see on Senko's profile. Uh, and um, uh, even in UK, they, there was a league, I uh, there was a beach, a league on a, like the beach, uh, one of the beaches. It happened last week. It was uh, quite fun. Also, a lot of women's games are happening. Um, uh, women's leagues are happening in, in UK, which is really cool. Uh, Iceni, I had gone for a practice uh, with them and they're the top club team from UK, women's club team from UK. They've been uh, kicking butt with their new squad that they announced. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, like you said, Jadeep, internationally, there's a lot of activity that's happening. The PUL also Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're going to start. It's not yet started. I think their first game is uh, New York gridlock uh, uh i think he's playing the first game i just saw a post today they put up the premier ultimate league nice yeah yeah and um, i mean in and close to home ahmedabad had a tournament uh, last last weekend i want to say uh, but at least i mean in the last two three weeks there was a tournament in ahmedabad nice. so if people uh, yeah i mean if people heard the podcast, the one about uh, Know Thy Tribe, uh, where we talked about all of India Ultimate, the different clubs and different teams and how each region has developed. Um, we talked about Abhay Ghat, which is India's first uh, Ultimate team. So they unfortunately are going to be dismantling or um, going to reform because the place that they stay in this um the that area is going to be demolished oh, and yeah. Yeah. yeah so they're going to move and uh so abhegat in their honor or like like the teams you know the long standing and the just to remember the times that they played they organize a local tournament between only Ahmedabad teams hmm. and from uh so mac and sandy from bombay had traveled and they kind of played in a pickup team and they came back raving about silent voice and voice of Ahmedabad. They were like, these kids were amazing. One kid skied Mac and he was like, I was just waiting, reading the disc. By the time, I mean, I had not even read the disc and this one little kid came and grabbed it out of the sky. And I was like, wow, I'm excited to see those uh, kids. That's because uh, Mac's it. over. He's past it now, isn't he? What is he, 26? <laughs> He's 28, 28. Oh, he's definitely past it then, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's coming to master's age very soon. <laughs> oh, man, that is scary. Ageists, all of us, <laughs> the other side. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just putting it out there that there's a stiff competition for Jadeep now. He cannot be, go, go get away with just like, oh, I'm the best handler in the master's division. I, I can be back in a foot race any day of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let, let's put it out there for Mac. <laughs> Mac, if you're hearing this, uh, I want a foot race with you and Jadeep next time. And let's yeah. see who wins. I'm only saying this because state-to-state -state travel is not allowed. So exactly. It's not going to happen for a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Ahmedabad but has a tournament and uh, the, uh, the pickup team uh, and uh, Silent Voice actually uh, was up against like Mac and Sagar. Um, Nimisha, all the top players from uh, Jumbish and uh, like Storm mixed together and the scoreline was 15-13. So these kids beat the asses, um, uh, pardon my language, but yes, uh, they did. And 
so yeah there's a stiff competition coming out of Ahmedabad when uh, nice. NCS happens or not or not uh, by, by the way, are we going to have NCS this year? Oh, uh, that is Good the question. question. <laughs> that is the question I get asked the most. Like people <laughs> think that I can make that happen somehow or that I would know. I guess living with Magna, I should know. But um, <laughs> yes, well, no. Yeah, I don't know. I'm as confused as the UPI is, I think. So what I've heard through the grapevine, actually the competitions committee is talking quite openly about this, is that they want to conduct local leagues <clears throat> so how the rest of the world actually in the uk this is happening this is their plan and the idea is so that you know you really only have two teams meeting um you can conduct a league and say okay atc is going to play slip disc today and another location somewhere else it's going to be another two bangalore teams something like this so i this is what i believe to be the plan for as soon as September, not too long away, about three and a half weeks away, that could happen if the third wave doesn't engulf us again, which we've, we're seeing some, like some, Meher already mentioned this, the numbers are starting to fluctuate in places like Kerala and neighboring states, Karnataka. And so let's see, well, if the third wave hits hard, then obviously that can't happen. But what I do like is that the UPI is publishing the numbers on a regular basis every Monday. It comes out to everybody in the community. So it's easy to see what can happen legitimately according to those benchmarks, I guess. Is that the right word? Those you know uh, numbers that they're putting out. So which means that essentially we're not having an NCS in 2021. I mean, if I want to be practical and not have any more of my hopes crushed about playing ultimate in, in NCS, that's not happening then. <laughs> right, yeah. Like high-level competitive ultimate conducted by the UPI where multiple teams come together from different regions, mm -hmm. not likely in 2021, no. Okay, I'm going to go and... Uh, cry a little bit now <laughs> but okay you can't fine. Play though, Richard. come back yes. to Bangalore and stay at my house for two months <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll come and you'll be like the woman's place is in the kitchen <laughs> Go oh, no. I never said that I never said that yeah right <laughs> now it's on record everybody yeah. knows I'm so, glad I, I'm so glad I'm the editor <laughs> I will make sure that this goes past through the census board, which is yeah. very so, potent. I'm of so course. glad we are the validators. We validate whether the editing is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, is, this will make it in. This will make it in for sure. It's too good. Great. Something happening with the Disc Golf Association in India. Disc Golf India, is that what it's called? Yes, it's called Disc Golf Association of India, if I'm not wrong. And I, we go, uh, I mean, 91 Ultimate got an invite uh, for a meet that they are putting together in December, January. Um, that that be, I mean, fun to know what they're up to. Uh, I know that they have been pushing a strong ambassador program where they've been sending disc, a lot of disc, uh, uh, disc golf disc to people across India. And recently, Goa hosted a session um of this cause so yeah maybe this is uh, so interesting to me i didn't even know there was a disc golf association a thing like that i didn't even know <laughs> this existed well it, it is it is a social media handle that's what i know about it i don't know if it's registered i know that 
you know, it probably has an affiliation with the UPI and it's this. So if no, if, if I'm not wrong, um, I mean, Srikant from Storm Chasers, he was an ambassador for this, uh, for Disc Golf and uh, appointed by the Disc Golf Association of India. There is a gentleman who who's played in the US and he came here and he's been gung-ho about pushing it and he has uh, tied up or he I mean from what I've heard is that he definitely uh, has a tie up or been associated with the International Disc Golf Association so I think it's a legit organization but yeah it will be good to check whether it is or not a, a certified organization right I found them on Instagram they have 339 followers <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. This, this is this is the main work of i think the social media and sending discs. in fact there are discs in there are disc golf discs in bangalore i've heard about it so that's happened he i need to find out his name but he sent discs to india disc golf discs that's happened yeah yeah so i mean it's i think it's just a matter of time once it kind of picks up like how uh, the ultimate bugs uh, you know like hits uh, I think disc golf we also need a lot of space but I guess it'd be interesting to see what the session is uh, in December Jan if it is ha I mean if it is possible for people to even question, travel and question. make it uh, question. It's in New Delhi. Is, uh, when, when you say disc golf disc is that a different disc from yeah. your regular disc yes. yeah that yes. is a good question yes, yes. it is a um yeah, it's smaller and it's designed that and, and just like golf, they have different clubs for different shots. You have different disc yeah. golf discs. You have the driver, yeah. you have the put, you have the approach. And so Heck. any usual like or semi-serious disc golf player needs a bag of about 20 discs. Um, yeah. It's a whole thing. It's it's quite big. It's very yeah, popular yeah. in the USA. It's almost I think it, I've heard it's more popular than Ultimate in some places. So. Yeah, so last year when I went to UK, I played at a disc golf league and it was fun and it was quite nice. And uh, so the, I mean, um, it, it was uh, uh, it was organized by the International Golf Associ uh, Disc Golf Association uh, in partnership with the UK based uh, uh, association. And uh, they uh, that's where I found out that apparently uh, in US it's become it's pick, picking up big time and that, you know, a lot of handlers uh, in US, especially women handlers, they have been picking up disc golf and you know been kicking um, butt um, at disc golf in um, competitions in in uh, US. And currently, the women's uh, division is still like in terms of picking up heat, and there's um, uh, still like a lot of scope for talent to grow, um, which is the case for any other sport, I guess. But still, I think that the, the a lot of women are taking to disc golf is what I kind of. Got gathered from that one exposure to that one league, but it's really fun. It's definitely fun. I'm waiting for my legs to stop working, and then I'll probably go to disc golf, <laughs> which which is basically what Brody Smith did. Um, he you know had a bunch of leg injuries, and now he used to be kind of this trick shot star. Now he's a bit of a disc golf star on YouTube. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. It's a le legitimate transition or just straight into disc golf. Let's see. I love this tangent on disc golf, by the way. If there are humans who play ultimate and play golf, they would be killing it at disc golf, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. You, <laughs> no, no. The dynamics of both are really different. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> 
So what else has been happening yeah. since our last episode? I've seen some uh, really cool videos of Project Kale doing like these layout practices in the rain slush. I want to do that when I see those kids do that. And I've been seeing uh, Pune Ultimate is reviving its scene. They've got a bunch of practices going on locally, of course, and which is really great to see. A, because I uh, have like mini crushes on Sachin Sunil. <laughs> They're so cute as people. No in a, inappropriate crushes, just really legitly like really sweet kids uh, that are trying really hard to grow the sport in Pune. And I'm very ha like, you know, heart heartily warmed that they are doing they, that this is happening in Pune. And uh, I've seen a post that Chakra was trying to raise funds for a young player uh, uh, who's wanted to do for, for their further education. I think so far the details of the funds are closed. I mean, uh, the, is that the uh, funding or the fundraiser is closed, but yeah, there is still a lot of requirement, I think, for funds, um, whether it's education or COVID-related cases. So everybody should keep a, keep an eye out for just helping out each other. I was just going to say that that Pune team, there is a, is it a new team called Disc Positive? I think so, yes. Yes, they are. It's not going to be Flying Spirits. I think it's a offshoot of Flying Spirits. So a bunch of players from Flying Spirits and uh, a few new players are making a new team. Awesome. Awesome. So that's with the updates. Do we have any other updates? No, I think we can get right to it. Okay. So speaking of Olympics. So, I mean, I've, I watched the Olympics mainly because surfing was debuting at Olympics this year. And I am a mini, yeah, surfing, surfing debuted this year. And I've been following and I've been doing surfing for a few years. And I was really excited to just see uh, surfing uh, and like see people go out there in uh, uh, in Japan. I've And I've heard that, you know, Japan is one of the places where surfing is really tough because their shows are very, like they have one of the uh, tougher uh, spots across the world. And so I was really excited to see the sport. And uh, apart from that, I think that just a lot has happened recently with the Olympics, like whether it's gender in Olympics, corruption, um, you know, sports wash, greenwashing, uh, just what uh, the India has sent its biggest contingent to the Olympics. So, and a lot of people are talking about it. And um, like I recently saw a post the UN had put up, UN Women, about the transition of, you know, how women participation has increased in the Olympics since the 1900s. Um, and it's phenomenal because, and it's something I was speaking with Meghna about, was that in, only in the last uh, 20, 40 years uh, is when women participation in the Olympics has like increased to now becoming to 48.9%, which is almost 50-50. Um, and I was like, no wonder, like, that's when I like really realized I empathize now with my mom who didn't really see uh, sports as, as a career or as an avenue for me um uh, and I can, I can possibly now understand and you know kind of let go of the frustration with my mom that when she didn't support my uh my kind of uh, fear, uh like uh, like okay let me play sports etc she didn't never realize it and I I totally understand she didn't see role models she didn't see a lot of 
uh, involvement of female in sports and um and yeah that data set really hit me hard um but yeah the whole conversation around gender in olympics is something that's really um uh intrinsic and i i just found out recently that uh, in this particular olympics there are two transgender uh, folks who are participating um in um in olympics one is quinn in the canadian soccer team um and so even like in terms of non binary genders it's interesting to see uh, you know like the interesting to know that only in 2004 i think is when uh 2004 2005 is when olympics opened up uh participation for uh, transgender and non binary or uh, other genders and only in 2015 is when olympics kind of um moved away from its rules so initially it had a rule that you had to have the transition surgery and only then you could participate and play otherwise you could not but in 2015 an athlete a transgender athlete uh, kind of fought for uh, for uh, taking back that rule and you know not making it a mandatory compulsion and since 2015 it's not a compulsion to do the transi- uh, uh, to do the transition surgery and um, you can play without without the surgery so um yeah just and a lot of experts also say that in the next 5 years that olympics will have to think really hard about gender and olympics and you know how they can open up uh, uh, open up the sport uh, sports arena to different different people from different different um, race caste background gender etc but yeah what are your thoughts on the whole gender and olympics uh, conversation yeah it's uh I think I have this very kind of angry relationship with the Olympics and and that was most evident in this article I wrote about 5 years ago. Yeah. Um, how how India lost the Olympics is the name of the article and it's we often think that Olympics is the highest level of sport in the world which I don't agree with and so it it's not true for me and I I I struggle with it right because in the UK spends 4.5 million dollars per medal that they get at the Olympics and the US probably more on that you know and same for Russia same for China who have the top performing nations and I don't I don't want India to do that like that sounds insane that amount of money yeah. going into medals you could say you could argue right like obviously that's a lot of investment in facilities sports training coaches um equipment programs starting off from 5 years old however i don't want that to be the case right i i wouldn't i would hate to think that india spends that amount of money on getting medals so therefore it's not a really a priority at least this is the argument that I, i'm trying to make um which is why like I think at the time of recording we're we're at 63 or something in the 60s which is typical same for Rio 2016 China's on top maybe USA second you know probably going to USA should top it as they usually do Yeah Yeah and I don't care right <laughs> I don't really care that it does Yeah, yeah. However it is very indicative of the sporting culture like I agree with what you said right our parents didn't really support us that much probably for good reason right they had other things to think of and much more higher priority and there wasn't as much of a this link being made for like how can sport be good for society for the economy um which has been proven but 
it, it wasn't evident then. Is it now the case? Like, is the culture changing? Yeah, definitely. Sports is increasing massively in the in the in India, and and I love that because I'm this is what I do kind of full time, and promoting sports. So let's let's get to the Olympics. Is it is it high priority? No, I don't think so. Even even for ultimate frisbee to be into the Olympics, I would hate to think that we changed rules in order to yeah, do that, especially definitely. around yeah. the self refereeing aspect, right? Like, I wouldn't, I, I I would be okay not being in the Olympics if we, if it meant that we had to have ref, referees and that was the only thing that you know it came down to. What I've heard though is that that isn't the case. It's actually a lot of. It's really hard to introduce a new sport into the Olympics. It's hard to get it in. Once you're in, then it's easy to add the events and disciplines, you know, the opens versions, the women's versions, the three on three versus five on five, whatever. But getting in is hard. Yeah, but even even if Olympic enters, right, I think the IOC has created a format now where there's a certain number of games which are standard games, which will not change in or, or which will definitely happen uh, as part of the uh, Olympics, there are five games that will be added, and these five games are the ones which the host nation gets to choose or add, and that will change. So, in the um, in the LA Olympics, it could very much be that surfing doesn't make it to the shortlist of five, and uh, ultimate or any other sport that bids comes in for that like coco if we if we ever want to admit enter in coco um uh, so yeah even those five sports they might make it one year so there is no guarantee that if, uh, every year that ultimate once it enters into olympic it'll happen every single year it'll still have to fight for a spot amongst those five uh, sports and that's a lot of energy and effort which i think it's in my mind, like I would want to focus more energy into growing locally, yeah. uh, doing uh, doing a lot more investment when it comes to athletes, gender equity. We have so much that you know we can do with the sport uh, instead of just primarily only solely focusing on Olympics. Having said that, I think you, this is something also like we spoke about in the earlier episode with Manisha. And she brought up, you know, the the finances that come into play when we speak about the yeah. Should the should ultimate uh, make it to the Olympics in the coming few years? How, what does that look like for the country in terms of just financially, like uh, uh, supporting teams, uh, bringing people up, helping with training? Um, you know, the, the, yes, there may. Maybe aspects of change in sport, which Jaydeep spoke about, but uh, will it overall be an up upward movement for the sport? Um, perhaps, and uh, it, it this is also something interesting about this Olympics that is being held in Tokyo is that uh, one of the reasons that is being cited for the forty nine percent share of women. Uh, Partis contenders is that there were 18 new events added to make sure Correct. and also a, a high number of mixed gender competitions interestingly exactly, yeah. Yeah. mixed tennis, mixed table yeah. tennis mixed relays and mixed golf so another point Manisha spoke about that is it going to be the mixed gender aspect of ultimate that's going to make it to Olympics 
um uh, something to think about considering that this was a very this is very much something that the uh, international olympic committee is thinking about yeah and even even i think practically to me speaking like by 2024 olympics right like is india even going to be in a position to put up a real strong fight uh, in the olympics against nations like usa great britain australia i don't think so i don't think we have the the talent that is required at the moment um, we've also suffered a big hit with covid uh, in terms of practices being delayed or just individual athletes being able to put in the amount of energy effort to uh, do individual practice team practices etc right um, and from the past like seeing royan just to add yeah. I, i don't know how some part of it is talent a lot part of it is also like the opportunity that we are being able to give considering the kind the country we are and uh, let's say a china or an america is uh, Uh, because their stats have shown that the higher the population the higher the number of medals is supposed to be but that's not sort of working for india because well our resources yeah. are yeah going in that direction <laughs> we've got yeah. 1.3 billion people we should have more medals yeah yeah but but i'm just purely practically speaking from the from the current talent pool right like in 2024 um is we're not in 2024 years ago. by the way I yeah yeah I'm saying that it LA is happening 2024 sorry 2028 sorry yeah, 2028 yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry yeah so we have I think about six six seven years six years to 2028 how much talent are we going to be able to build until then to field a really great team in the Olympics if ultimate made it to the Olympics um do we have the systems in place to choose the right the you know the right kind of caliber and team do we have a good coaching pool uh, uh uh i mean yeah we we are definitely doing a lot of work uh for building our coaching talent but do we have the right amount of coaching do we have a right amount of you know the all the management of the team that is required for a team uh, for a, a ultimate frisbee team from india going and repping olympics and doing really good over there i think that in if ultimate entered LA in 2028 i think it would be beneficial to the nations that are already doing really well at ultimate right now for a lot of nations we're still playing catch up in the terms of how much talent do we have to even showcase like we saw france the, there was such a big gender divide between uh, how, how how women performed on the uh, on on the field versus men and um, even in the asia oceanic uh, two two games uh, two uh, tournaments that we had right like I, i think yes in those two tournaments women did do a little bit better but there was still so much scope for br- bridging the gap between the uh, between the genders so so i think that i mean i'm not sure how much is ultimate going into 2028 in olympics going to be of benefit to india that i am still practically i don't think that's it's going to be too beneficial I, i think it will be if ultimate made it at a later date i think that would be much better for india that's my feeling but mm. wouldn't it be enough to just be competing mm-hmm. even if there is no standing or it doesn't show up in some way uh, show up in a top position isn't it enough to just put be able to put in that effort that will make uh, that that is part of the step of taking it to the top right 
I so, would um, think so. I would think so that just being there and having that experience. But again, we know the bureaucracy, the uh, yeah. you know the other that that comes in with SAI. It's not as easy to create to you know put in a a team in place and then send it to Olympics. The SAI is going to step in. There's going to be a lot of uh, you know uh, Olympic Association, Indian Olympic Association stepping in. How is that going to change? How much is it going to really affect? Do do they even know how the ultimate really functions in India? Uh, we're not even recognized as of yeah, now by the SAI. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even yeah. know that just being there is really going to be uh, enough for us because I'm not sure what that going uh, going there and be being is going to be. Is it going to be actual talent like Siva, Rocket, Krishna, Sangi, Veera, etc. representing, or is it going to be completely new people that that the Olympic Association and the SAI say no? We think that these new people who are you know doing good in other sports will, will should represent. So I don't know at this point in time. <laughs> We do have a bit of insight into this question, you know, the, how will the Olympics impact Indian Ultimate, right? Because we've done this, we've entered teams, squads into world championship events. And so to know or understand how the, you know, entering into the Olympics would have an impact, we can, we could reflect on that, those examples that we have already, if, if we wanted to, I, I think, I think it's had somewhat of an impact it's had a financial impact for sure it's sometimes at times it's been a burden and um it hasn't the trickle down effects that we would imagine or like to have from sending players and teams to places like london australia france japan dubai um isn't what we had hoped for perhaps or we're not really seeing the the impact now it's so close maybe it's too soon we need to wait another five to ten years um so there is yeah there is some trickle down effect that is being seen um is it what i would have hoped to experience no i think that there could be a lot more impact on like grassroots ultimate what's happening in you know with club teams because we've been sending uh squads to international events but some of that impact we're yet to see, it might take some time, another five to 10 years on how those experiments have gone. We just have to wait it out. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think there is some experience, but to say that, yeah, we need more than just like, uh, after, just representation enough is, is not enough, uh, a reason to send a team to Olympics. I think we need more in terms of growth. Definitely agree. And also, and I think another thing that in this Olympics has really kind of um, uh, been a highlight or very big talk point or in the media spotlight is this uh, Simone Biles exits and, you know, Naomi Osaka um, around mental health. And I, I wonder that, you know, in the India context, um, and this is just speaking in India, ultimate Frisbee context, like, is it okay to be in, like not okay? Do do we have players? Do we have spaces? Do we have enough coaching uh, support or team support where somebody says, hey, I'm not feeling up for it and uh, this is not my year, this is not my game, I'm going to step out. I mean, I've recently seen a lot of clips, a lot of highlight reels that the top players are putting out saying, oh, you know, we're, we're like, 
this is great we're great great we always have to be on top of our game and this and that but i feel like we're all human someday it's going to come to a point where it's we're not going to be our best and do we have the ecosystem to to support somebody's mental health you know like not breakdown but uh, something that maybe because of mental health somebody wants to step out or or e- have we even even seen in the past any any example where a player has kind of stepped aside or been open enough to say hey I, this is not, not my here i want to take care of my mental health and not just my physical health and so i will step out i think uh, richa like this is a very important and interesting thing to talk about and a little aside from the sporting world you know earlier this uh, past few months i was watching master chef australia and 13 season 13 and there was a contestant brent and he also sort of opted out because of uh, mental health reasons and um like now these two examples that you talked about you know i think perhaps world over there is you know an increased space or stage to be able to express uh, that i'm not feeling uh, like like it's my day like like you beautifully described it right now um having said that the question of whether uh, in india is, is at that place right now this is something that the indian team was also saying has some of the contender contenders have been heard saying that there is so much pressure on them to succeed uh, and that that really may make them lose focus so that is something that is being said uh, by some of the people in the indian team uh, uh, notably a few shooters i don't remember their name but yeah uh, so this is an important question i think you bring up and i don't think there in my mind there is a example to put out there that has been done before yeah yeah i'm yeah sorry go on jaydeep no it's just like coming to the simone biles it's 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 uh it's insane like if if you have had the chance to watch athlete a and hear about usa gymnastics and i mean it's a whole decade story of sexual assault that went on for many many years within the organization that was covered up by the national governing body because it wasn't perceived to be important enough or a priority or you know it just wasn't the players and the athletes were not put at the forefront and i think that has to be the case right for any national governing body it's all, it's players first and that's what i liked about what steve hall said in his episode like the audl is about players what can we do for the players and they always come first and then it's the team and then it's you know the audl whatever third fourth and this i think is leading to a lot of problems the idea that you know national governing bodies have a lot of pressure on them or they're creating that pressure for athletes as well and that we can't lose sight of that it should not come at the cost of things like this like mental health yeah and so much of this has to do with the politics of being a country representing your country in the olympics the, yeah. the soft power aspect yeah you know the cultural diplomacy like you're like what the, the power that uh, is showcases by winning the golds and 
the silvers and the bronzes and uh, the the money that's going into it the grandeur and uh, uh, of course uh, all that is linked to the uh, these athletes these individual people who are to succeed um, and you will even like we've seen this in india we have someone winning a medal and you'll have a politician yeah. face up <laughs> in the district you know like the there's the athletes face is nowhere to be seen but the politician <laughs> like hey congratulations you know like what's going on yeah i know how how is it that you are claiming stake on their win like what have you done and even if you've done something it's just it's the athlete that's done something at the end of the day yeah i i, I got a whatsapp message today which said congratulations modi ji on the medals win <laughs> like yeah. what's going on really oh my god it's yeah it's ridiculous i saw a post by uh, some by in, like india or whatever like the government handle that said that oh we welcome you independence day there will be some special some flag parade or whatever i'm like okay why don't you and and this is on the back of the fact that you know mirabai she posted a picture a few days after winning the gold medal of her sitting on the floor and eating food like just showing the real state of athletes like instead spend money on improving the livelihoods of these athletes right give them money that they deserve uh, uh, after putting the nation uh, and you know just put, getting such wins for the nation like we don't even do enough for the athletes itself yeah and i think just adding to that of course there is the governments and uh, politics hang that is that is uh, catching the bandwagon to uh, the success of these athletes but also the corporate world uh, shouldn't forget oh, yeah. like the brands that jump on and start sending free cement or like free pizza <laughs> to <laughs> in honor of this win like <laughs> yeah 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 and just and i think that you know talking about winning and just yeah i know we were talking about mental health but also winning right like women's team uh, like the women players uh, have done phenomenally well this olympics um and uh, they i mean it's i just want to know that how is this really going to translate into the actual organizing of the sports like i was seeing and all the federations of the sports uh, the sports that are part of the olympics are barring two sports rowing and triathlon all are male leadership there is very little female leadership and i'm sure that has an impact on how you know coaching or this programming for women uh, uh, women sports players happens so i want to know now this year okay women have done so much um, and they're bringing back medals how is this going to convert or translate into leadership roles for organizing for uh, you know how can they voice their concerns or be able to play an active role in changing the way the sporting world can be inclusive to women and other genders even for that matter yeah absolutely just changing gears a little bit but um who would you who who do you think would make the team uh, cuz i'm thinking that i maybe this is why i don't care about the olympics but i know i wouldn't make it so who who, <laughs> who would you put in the olympic team for india the the, the uh, uh, yeah ultimate olympic team you guys tell me you're the experts on the experts no it's not it's not what are the expert you can have like a let's reel them off come on okay fine um 
so i think that uh, I would definitely want to see uh, women uh, players from the Project Hail team. I've seen some really good potential in them, um, and they're young, uh, athletic talent. Uh, I would definitely want to see a couple of the young female players from the Project Hail team. Uh, I also really, uh, really like Kam uh, the playing style of Kamlesh, Ruthwik, and Krishna. Um, Jumpesh. Yeah, Jumbesh, and then I, I think that also Nona. She's really tall. Mm. Uh, she has, uh, you know, great skies. She's fearless in the way she plays. Um, also, I think that uh, Sanjay. Sanjay is the one who has really cool forehand uh, high release. I think uh, from Chennai. He, I, uh, uh, he was yeah, flywall. He was part of the um, uh, Australia team. Team, I think. I would definitely want to see him. Uh, part of the team. Uh, I'm thinking, who else? Um, Sahani, hmm. Rocket, Shiva, uh, Sneha Patil, maybe still. I haven't seen a play. Obviously, I haven't seen anybody play for two years. Even uh, Anna. Anna is really good. Anna, right? From Airbender. Airbenders. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. She's really good. She's quite uh, quite sharp on the field as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think definitely these uh, these players for sure, uh, and I think even Sachin and Sunil. Uh, actually, Sunil more than Sachin because because he's an amazing left-handed. Yeah, I think by he's just breaking everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just by being a left-handed handler, he's just awesome, and his his flick hucks are just really mind-blowing. They're just too cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely want to see them. Uh, yeah, and they also like. I guess these are all like our today's predictions, right? Or what the what would the dream yeah. team look like today? Because seven years from now, it's going to change completely. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would also want to see some talents from Assam. I think Assam also has a lot of scope for, especially the women players. From what yeah. I've heard from Minu, uh, after she came back from the camps, uh, she said that there are some of players. Uh, women players who like in a few years they'll be really good like they're young and in a few years training they'll be awesome yeah yeah i've coached them and i've seen that it's phenomenal the women are better than the men to all the players who want mentioned uh, be rest assured that these are this is just jadeep and richard's uh, Biased. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could very well make it to the Olympic shortlist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. keep telling myself in the mirror every day. I'm just like, you're going to make it. Gonna make it. <laughs> Don't mention your own How's name. that going? How's that going? How's that going? Is the mirror cracked, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I'm sad now. <laughs> Good. That, that but but I, I I I mean prediction wise I think that it's all going to be a young team. There are going to be no old players in the team for sure. Oh my god! Oh, you age ages again again. Yes, I know. <laughs> there are very few players I think in the Masters, but there are players. There are players like Sneha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'm just joking. I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of players in the masters division. I, I feel like if if I were, I mean, I would, I would still go for the tryouts, <laughs> even though I won't make the team. I will still go for tryouts, even though I know I'm not going to make the team. <laughs> you sound like every player who goes to tryout. 
Richa, you you can uh, your claim to fame can be I went to Olympic tryouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> we'll get jerseys made just for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. I okay. went to Olympic tryouts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, this was great. This was a good roundup and it's been a while since we did kind of an updates episode. So thanks. I think it was good to kind of get into this discussion as well about the Olympics and our thoughts. And we, we shared some very good, somewhat personal opinions, which is great. I, I know yeah. how you were like, Achete, they were good only. Yeah, it has to be, right? <laughs> Coming from the favorites. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. I do want to add that this podcast would not be possible without these people. Meher is on here right now Ooh. and uh, as the founder and host and producer. We also have Richard Patel, who is another host and is in charge of marketing and communications. Uh, I do hosting and production and editing, whatever I feel like I'm able to do at times. And we also have Sahil Bichliwala, who is part of the marketing and communications team. And with that... Woohoo! Goodbye, farewell, Tata. Yes, everybody stay safe. Stay safe and keep tuning in. See you on the next episode. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.